0: It is now time for a very, and I mean very, evil edition of Game Pass or Pass, the podcast where we play games on Microsoft's Game Pass service, tell you which games to pass on your friends and which games to simply hide from and pass on by. I am Corey. I am joined by the man who has conquered evil, all of it, and I don't mean the Paramount Plus show, Basher.
1: There's a Evil Within Paramount Plus show? No, I think
0: it's just called Evil.
1: Oh. I keep seeing Yeah, that, yeah I'm, so I'm not watching work. that. Yeah, no, 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 no one has Paramount Plus. It's, that's not a thing.
0: I do, but only because they keep giving it to me for free, and that's how I can watch Don't lie on my name. I can I watch Ridiculous. Have that. No, I would not pay for it. Let me be honest. <laughs> There's, a, I would not pay for it, but it has ridiculousness, and I, I love a good ridiculousness.
1: This is- this is not a paid sponsorship from Paramount Plus. I wouldn't take a paid sponsorship from Paramount. <laughs> wow. <laughs> seems, seems harsh. Uh, just being
0: honest. I mean, would you like there's there's from what I okay, I guess I guess I'm now lying to watch lying. the to
1: watch the evil show, like come on. like it sounds it sound like you described this evil show as perfection. So I'm in
0: I don't even know what it's about but evil. And I do know they have the stand. Stephen King's the stand. But that, I feel like that's going to be one of those he shows. He never
1: makes bad stuff, ever.
0: <laughs> that's going to be one of those shows, like like the movie The Stand is one of those things you start watching, and then like you get like halfway through it, and you're just like, this is bad. But you've already committed so much time to it that you can't stop watching it. That sounds eerily familiar to our topic today. Oh, man. We're going to be talking about The Evil Within 2. But before that, if you want to let us know what you think about a game that we're talking about, did you know you can shoot us an email? Or you can even leave us a voicemail or a text message at 574-651-9256. We actually have a text message that sort of elegantly places itself into this episode. But we will not be talking about that until the end of the episode. But you can write in too. Just pull out your phone right now. 574 651 Evil Within 2. Here's the details. Developed by Tango GameWorks. ...known for The Evil Within. Uh, the Evil Within with the first one was kind of known to be... Uh, ...Makami's first game since Resident... ...I don't know if it's the first game... ...but he is the father of Resident Evil... ...so him making another horror 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 genre game was kind of a big deal. Uh, this game is regularly priced at $39.99. Third-person survival horror game. Available on PC, Xbox One. Technically not available on Xbox Series X and S... ...but I will be going over some details about that... ...because you do get some pretty nifty uh, bonuses... ...if you're playing on that platform... And it is available on PlayStation 4 and PS5 via backwards compatibility. No DLC and no cloud saves. Evil Within
1: 2. Let's talk about it. So, Evil Within 2. I played this game when it first came out. I don't know why, to be honest. Because I didn't like the first one too much.
0: I'm Uh, I'm with you there. Um, I have a very, like, sort of... Um, what's the word I want to use? Love hate relationship with Evil Within because it's a game that I really wanted to like, especially the first one. But that was a game that uh, it launched rough. Is it, it no, you know, it, it it was a long time ago. I believe it was a cross gen game. I should have looked that up. The first one, I don't remember, but it was a game like it was. Most people don't remember this, but it it was presented in like full widescreen, like letterbox style
1: yeah was a weird display
0: right and not only but on top of that it didn't run well at all um, so even playing on a quote next gen console at the time which was an xbox one that game it ran like crap it didn't it didn't control well but it was a game i wanted to like because i liked the aesthetic and i liked what it was doing i just didn't like the way that it was doing it um and i ended up finishing that game and over time they went back and fixed a lot of those things and they did dlc and stuff for it but to me, it just it always felt like a janky, uh, not in a good way, janky horror game. But some people really liked that first game.
1: Yeah, uh, I think it's a perfect way to describe something like it. Like, like because you are gonna have a good jank, you know, like uh, that. It, but the first one just never got good for me in terms of like the controls and whatnot. But I would say this one improved on that aspect greatly. Uh, so, like. You play the same character, and I'm going to say it's a few years after the first events. And this time, I guess, there was a fire in the house. He lost his daughter, if I'm correct, right?
0: Correct. He believes he lost his daughter. Okay, real quick. Am I level believes. still okay?
1: Yeah, you're still okay. Okay. Um, so, he be so believes okay. he lost his daughter in a fire, and then his wife leaves him so like so like right off the bat i actually enjoy the the um the setting uh, i think it's perfect for a psychological horror if you will like um it's you're playing a character that's already kind of broken and good reason to be broken you know uh so like that so that i'm already on board with and then you enter this town looking for a serial killer so still, I'm still on board with it for the most part. But it wasn't until the game sort of opened up, if you will, for me, where I kind of started losing the losing some interest, only because I feel like it was a bit uh, schizophrenic in what it was trying to do. So when you're inside, I feel like it's very claustrophobic, very... Uh, old school Resident Evil, if you will, at times even, but then it, you get outside and it turns into kind of a choose your own event, like 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 a sandboxy shoot 'em up. And I, I I don't think I could I could ever really just get the two of those things down together.
0: I, yeah, I I went on a roller coaster with this game for that exact same reason because it I think it starts very strong, um, and I think the first one started relatively strong too, and it's. It, the first one felt unique. As, as janky and, and as much as I didn't like it, it felt like something that I wanted to play. Um, the second one, I actually bought this game. Um, I think it came out the same year as the Xbox One X, and it was one of those games that was enhanced. So it, it, doing that dumb thing, kind of like you do with launch titles, you buy a game you're not really interested in, and I, I got to the open world part, and then I just stopped playing it um, because I didn't want to play an open world game. Yeah, why I just... I'm there are certain times that I want to in certain games that it makes sense and this is one that did not make sense for me to be quote open world but um it starts off very strong like before you get to that part with th- this game loves to do the, the turnaround, what's behind you is now different um it, it loves doing that and I think it does it to a, a good a good degree and, and good success. But that first hour does a lot of that and it, it does a very good job of making you feel uneasy. But then it sort of just drops you in this open world and I, I sort of rolled my eyes and I was just like, oh, like you had me and then you lost me. But I think it to call this game open world is probably a disservice because I don't really think it is. It reminds me more of like those later Tomb Raider games, the Crystal one. Um, especially Rise of the Tomb Raider, which is technically kind of go wherever you want, but it's got sort of these three open, um, three like smaller worlds, and you can sort of do whatever you want in each of these smaller worlds, and it's, it's more similar to that, it's not exactly that, but it, it is not technically open world there's just seems to be like a hour to two hour part where it, it wants to be and then it sort of goes back to what you want it to be.
1: Right back to it. Right. 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 And it's just, and that was, that's very just strange for me because it gets ruined the because the parts I liked about it was the pacing and the in the full detective work of checking out a serial killer, the supernatural serial killer, and they dug into the mind of the main character but then it's like that, that that feeling gets broken when you throw me inside the town and just go, all right, ha- go have fun. And that's really what you're doing at that point. It's not really scary. It's not really creepy at that point. It's really just more fun. And I didn't, and I, it's just really hard for me to reconcile that. It, it wasn't like a, it feels like when um, what A Last of Us did, I think did pretty well uh, with the Clickers and, moving around the the cities and stuff like it always felt very even if the cities were open-ish it still felt very tight, very very claustrophobic very kind of, oh I hear a clicker, I need to be very careful right now and it's, you're always kind of on edge with these things, whereas like the creatures in this and the way it's laid out it makes it more fun action all of a sudden than than it's this creepy psychological thing On the other end of it, I'm just like, and it just never really worked for me.
0: So, again, I I agree, but I also disagree because I think the game, and it, it, it's a disservice that it it has a, it has a good sense of progression because everything you just said is true, but it actually does a very good job of as you keep playing the game, that open world does change. Um, they do things to it to sort of, um make it more scary and you know the first enemies that you do encounter are definitely very boring um you know they're very they're very easy to fight but as you sort of keep going and and progressing through the story you definitely get some of those new encounters in that open world, and I do forgive me. I do not know a single name of any of the monsters in this game, um, but there's sort of the, the green exploding creature, and it and it it kind of does remind me of the clickers or almost some of the Dead Space two stuff. Of they make this noise that is just truly terrifying, and whenever you hear that, it sort of just makes you freeze, and you're just like, okay, where are you, kind of thing. So it. It's such a roller coaster game for me because when before that I was just like man this open world is kind of boring and bad but then as you keep playing it it gets better. And so it, it's it's a game where I started really high but then I hit really low but then I I as it was going I, it never really went back down for me. It just kept getting better. I didn't love every minute of it but the fact that it actually took that time to to go back and sort of address some of those things and i mean i don't know if addressing it but the design doc for it was very unique in that it it very clearly wanted to change up the open world as you keep going because it wants you to see the progression of your story and your journey of of trying to find your daughter and and becoming more akin to what is actually happening in this world and a lot of it's like self-reflective and uh you know the story about it is very much a, a discovery tale for Sebastian of discovering what actually happened, to, not only to him psychologically, but as well as um just sort of what's the word I'm of looking for? Him. Emotionally. No, I, guess.
1: I, yeah. No, I completely agree with that. I, th- I think the game does do a very good job of, I mean, a lot of these games try to do that, where they uh, try to show, like, through gameplay or cutscene, how how uh, just scary and nightmarish the world is, and they they try to make that a metaphor for the character, and it's like, and a lot of times for me it fails. I think they actually succeed in this one. Uh, again, like I, I love the aesthetic, I love the I love the 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 character. I love, I love the character reasoning for being here. It reminds me of uh, Silent Hill Two in a way, where it's like I'm doing all this for a reason, and it's not just like, uh, like, uh, like the old trope of a, of a of a ghost house in a movie where they could just leave any time, but for some reason they won't. Like, you want to keep progressing in this. You want to see what it was, what what the reason is for all this madness. So I think I agree with that. They do a good job at I uh, just making that very apparent.
0: Yeah, and it's that's kind of the strong point of the game, uh, which is kind of surprising to me because I just. The second one is, is a little, uh, I don't want to say mundane because that's not the word I want to use. It's it's a little more straightforward. Um, you know, the first game, you know, the whole STEM research project, you know, if you play these games, the first game is extremely hard to follow to me. It, it's just, it's so out there and, and they're, they're so focused on building lore that I, I it lost me in many. Like, I, I, I played and finished that game. I could not tell you what happened in it except the very basics the second one it's easier to follow which i think some people will not like because it's 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 just more, it's just a tighter narrative and a tighter world but at the same time like my conclusion for a lot of it in terms of like story and atmosphere and the way that the game plays is that if you liked that first game you're going to hate the second one because it's it's more mainstream. Like, I don't know how else to say it other than it's it's easier to pick up and play, but it, the, the way it sort of achieves that is by a tighter narrative and a tighter design doc that is not nearly as um, experimental as that first game kind of was. But I think a lo- that was a lot of the reasons why I didn't like the first one. While I, I recommend, not recommend I, I can see and respect the 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 risks or whatever you want to call them in that first game of doing something different and unique. it, it just did not work for me. It, it was it was too far and my biggest thing is it just it did not play well to me. Um, I, I did not like playing that game. I, I did not like the way the weapons felt. I did not like the way that how sometimes your your goal was to not actually fight but to run and it just it didn't always communicate. That's the worst.
1: It, That's the absolute worst. I
0: don't mind that, but it just was never communicated well. That I should be running, kind of thing, um, and so I, I think that this game is it's it's more mainstream and it's not as creative for that reason, but it f- for because of that, I actually ended up enjoying it a lot more than I did that that first game. Um, I, d- I think it definitely still has its issues. Uh, a, a big caveat for me is that one thing that. I have to stress is that I think that if you cannot play this game on a higher end machine or a series X, I think you could, it could be detrimental because this game runs at 30 frames technically on consoles. But if you have a series X there, they actually put a unlocked frame rate mode in it, which I believe was mainly for the. Xbox One X, because it, it, it did not run at 60, but it definitely ran at 30 kind of thing. It wasn't perfect. But on the Series X, if you if you toggle that, you're basically getting 1800p 60 frames per second. Um, it's not perfect, but it also if you have a VRR display, which I do, it's basically a lock 60. Um, and just, you know, I, I started playing this game at 30 frames per second, and I did not expect any t- type of Series X enhancements. Um, and it doesn't technically have them, but just kind of messing around with the options and stuff, it... I discovered that, and the game just, it does not feel very responsive in 30 frames. This is one where the 60 frames per second just makes a huge difference. Um, I talk about to 30 frames, which is always a dangerous thing to do because you get kind of used to it, but even just like controller latency does not feel great at 30 frames per second. So that was a huge factor to me to why I was able to keep playing this game was because I felt like I was actually in control of the character, whereas at 30 frames I was not. Um, I think it's kind of similar to your Outrider situation. You know, you played on on the base Xbox One and it's, you know, sometimes a frame rate can really make or break a game, especially when it comes to you, when you need to be accurate because this game is not about, um, you know, it's not, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Accuracy is not easy to obtain (laughs) in this game. It it is deliberately kind of heavy to sort of make you miss your shots and, and sort of force you to sort of play by its rules in a good way it's not a situation where you're you get frustrated with it it's just it's part of the game design um that went a long way for me um and that's but which is a which is a weird sort of bullet point to put on it of just like you should only play this if you can play it on pc or a, a series x because you get those enhanced benefits but I, that's I, I guess i just got to put it out there <laughs>
1: I mean, I played on PC, so I can't even speak on uh, on what it would feel like on a lesser rig or console. Um, but I personally didn't, didn't have any didn't have I don't think any issues with it running. Um, I think I think by the end of the I think by the end of this journey because it is a journey, I felt like I reached a point with the progression where it definitely felt like. See, in a lot of these, in a lot of games, I I want to feel like the superhero by the end of the game because I unlocked everything, I got a lot of the items and upgrades and whatnot, and I feel like I should feel like way more powerful. But I just felt like the more capable I got in in Evil Within two, the more the less threatening the the overall game was. So like so like the aesthetic of like the One thing I do truly love is how, like you said, the city, like this this area, changes over time. Like, at one point, it just becomes pure blackness. At one point, the fog sets settles in. At one point, like like the bridges, like bridges and roads go down. Like, like the entire, like like parts of this place really change for you after a while. And I like that a lot. It's just, I just, I guess I was becoming the 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 better I got at the game, the less scared I got of the game and that was kind of taking me out of it because I was playing it less like a let me around this corner and hope I don't disturb something uh way to a yo bro I've got a a shotgun with fire rounds let's go.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I agree with that. But I, I think that's by design. Um Sure. I, I don't know if it's the right answer, but no, definitely the
1: No, it it is,
0: yeah. As you you know, again, I don't know the name of any of these things, but you get like the the long haired, three headed chick that's got like um, a a saw blade as a hand and stuff. And as you as you progress, you can encounter her or it more frequently. But by the end of the game, it's just like I've got this sniper rifle that's super powered. I got this pump action shotgun that's super powerful, and I I just I want to kill it because I want the experience kind of thing. Whereas before, I was terrified of it, Um, and. I don't. I don't know if it bugs me um, the way it bugs you. I. It's, I definitely noticed it, but I, I. I guess I was kind of okay it, with it.
1: It's not a wrong decision by any means. It's, uh It is not. I do not say it's a bad decision either. It's just one thing that it's. It's, just, it's one of the, the the few things about this game that, that really just kind of uh, that took me out of it every now and then. Uh, I guess. I guess I was just. I was so enamored by the beginning of the game. I just really wanted to whenever I got pieces of that back I'm like yes just yes, more of that but then it turns into a collectathon like not not in the sense of a uh, Assassin's Creed level thing at all but definitely a uh, an action game where it's like all right'm go- I have all this equipment I'm gonna go back and get get these things for an upgrade and it just it turns into more of a search and shoot than a than a than a than a horror game for me and I think uh so it's just something that i personally just didn't really love
0: no yeah i, I sort of had a similar trajectory in that i i, I sort of spoke about this but I, I said i had like a roller coaster of the game of uh, you know you it starts off kind of linear then it opens up but it, it really is there is the middle of this game is pretty linear while you sort of keep getting dumped back to that open world every time you go to a mission it's a very very linear mission and that's i really enjoy those parts of it The open world sort of felt more like a hub to get there, but there was also you could explore and find new things and get more experience points and stuff like that. But definitely as as it sort of, once you're going towards the end of the game, it it does sort of open up in a way that's kind of like how when a game warns you, like, you know, if you go any further, you're not going to be able to go back kind of thing. Right. And the the last sort of quarter of the game feels that way, except for the last boss, which I I have to say I, I super enjoyed, the last the last hour of this game. I thought it was very unique and cool and I was I was glad I saw the end. I, I don't think it ends in any type of like um, shocking way, but it was a very satisfying ending. But no, I, I had a very similar thing in that you know I, I super enjoyed the linear parts of it whenever I was dumped into a new area and then when I pop back to the open world and it sort of changed in a way I maybe I didn't expect or changed in a way that I enjoyed uh it it was cool to explore for a little bit but then it it does sort of it's kind of side quest heavy which is weird to say because the side quests aren't really that important like you don't have to do any of them but they give you rewards like a bigger ammo pouch or sometimes you even get like weapon upgrades and there's actually a side quest that I missed like it there's these containers that I couldn't open because I'd missed this side quest and so there, it, it it's just kind of a strange game that is sort of it can't decide if it wants to be linear or open world. But while I think games like Rise of the Tomb Raider figured that out and just did it better, maybe it's the aesthetic, maybe whatever it is, the setting just worked better for that. Um, so I guess you know we're sort of on some somewhat opposite ends here, but I I am on the the side of even with all those caveats, I'm I'm for play it. I actually super enjoyed. of my time with this game, which not every game is perfect. Like, I don't want it to sound like, um, you know, because, you know, there's some games that we we recommend wholeheartedly but no game is perfect. And while I I did get frustrated with this game, uh, I finished it, which is and it's not a short game. You know, even if you were to fly through this game, this is a 15 to 20 hour experience and I enjoyed a lot of my time with it. There was times that I, I sort of put it down, and I was just like, "Man, like I, I just did not enjoy what I was doing for the hour or whatever." But I super enjoyed a lot of pieces of it, uh, especially some of the the villain stuff. Like, there's a villain that has like this photography or this camera that he likes to take photography with, and he sort of uses that to manipulate the I world. I like that. Yeah, like that stuff was yeah. really cool. I, I really enjoyed that stuff. Would this game like, you know, I look at stuff like Dead Space Two. Dead Space Two is a game that it. It's not open world but it it is linear, but it's somewhat you can kinda of go back and forth between areas and that game from start to finish, that is a borderline perfect game to me. This game does not hit the highs of that game, but it definitely its lows do not never made me wanted want to turn it off and not go back to it. I always wanted to finish fair, it. yeah, fair enough. So I agree yeah, with that. Again, not perfect, but I'm I'm on the side of I think you should play it. I, I do think if if you played that first Evil Within and, and you loved it and for whatever reason you didn't play the second one, I maybe you shouldn't because um, it's a different game. I think there's going to be a, a, a camp of, I think, a, some of the more serious fans uh, or serious horror fans are going to play the second one like this is sort of neutered and and too mainstream and you're not wrong but i think in terms of a game i think it just worked better for me uh, but if also if you played that first one and hated it and just didn't want to finish it you can play the second one and be fine you, there's not you don't really need to know what happens in that first game and you can pick up from the context clues what's actually happening in the second one and
1: that might be the best part of the other narrative for me like you really don't need to play that first no. one uh to get to get to to get on board with this character and his and his reasoning for for being here and doing what he's doing and i completely and and again uh you're absolutely right where, where it comes comes to a matter of preference i would say if you didn't like the first one i would almost say this is a must play because because the first one had so many experimental issues with this being way more for lack of a better word gamer friendly I think this is one more more people can easily pick up and and figure out if they like it or not.
0: Yeah, that's that's how I feel. Is that it's? I, I don't. I, I do not want to to, um. Gloss over the fact that it is very different, and it's again neutered is sort of the way that I want to say. Like it's it is a more action friendly game. I, I don't think this is a a smooth transition the way that Dead Space One to Dead Space Two is. Like you've got people that have Dead Space, you, you know the the. The debate of Dead Space One versus Dead Space Two, and I'm a very much a Dead Space Two person. Like, but even people that enjoy Dead Space One can still play Dead Space Two and and understand that the core of that game is still in there, but it's sort of evolved in a way that um, that was very smooth and everyone can still enjoy. I don't think this is nearly as elegant as that. I think there is sort of there there will be a hard divide for people. Um, and again, I don't think it's always a good thing. I don't think it's always a great thing if a game sort of changes its design doc, but. I, the difference for me is that that first game was extremely rough. And even people that like that game will admit it was extremely rough at launch. And, and they ironed out a lot of the issues. But just from a design perspective, it just it, it didn't do enough for me to, to forgive its faults. I understand that some people will. But this, the difference in this is that I think the second one, while its faults, are still there. They're not nearly as egregious. And you can easily overlook them. Whereas in that first game, I, Absolutely. Just could, not, I could not overlook some of those issues.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're, I th- I think we're in agreement. Uh, this is definitely something you should give a give a try. I think I think I think more people than not gonna have fun with this one.
0: Well, there you go. So when it comes to the Evil Within Two on Xbox Game Pass, give it a shot. Check it out. I think it's I think it's worth it. You don't get a lot of horror games these days, so it's cool that this one exists. And I, I kind of I I, w- I do want to stress if you can play it on a Series X or PC, because I really think that framerate really does help. Um, but you can totally play it at 30 frames and not want to rip your hair out kind of thing. So, But on that topic, we did get a text message um, from Anonymous, because there was no name with it or anything. Um, <laughs> wow, okay. And it, it's just, it's two words and one punctuation. I'm sorry, I think three <laughs> oh, words. man. Dead Space Remake? question mark. Now, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means that you want us to play Dead Space because that is technically on game pass i don't know if that means that you want us to talk about the dead space remake news that came out i'm going to go with the latter and say that you probably want us to comment on the dead space remake news um versus playing the original dead space maybe we will some point i don't know i think that might be worth revisiting um but so if you
1: i'll i'll play through that again and i think that's i I like the first yeah i think
0: that's kind of where i'm at with it and when Oh, EA. So yeah, EA recently announced that they are doing it with EA Motive, which I believe has only made Star Wars Squadrons. Um, but so, Visceral is no longer a thing. Um, if I don't know if, if some people know that, some people don't. But EA closed Visceral after Dead Space Three. Um, it's that is a very long tale of, of the quality of Dead Space Three was a it was a well made video game, but it was not the video game that Dead Space fans wanted. Um, so I think a lot of people didn't pick it up, and that was sort of a time when games were very um to get a game greenlit in a lot of ways you had to have a a thing and dead space 3's thing was co-op and weapon building which just did not fit with dead space proper uh so but that's neither here nor there but so ea motive will be doing a remake of the original dead space uh it's not a remaster they've they've specifically said remake and um so what do we uh what do we think about that
1: um, I think Dead Space is one of those beloved franchises, uh, and I think for good reason. For for the most part, um, I always enjoyed my time with Dead Space. Uh, even the third one, I th- I thought was I thought the worst part of the third one honestly was the uh, for me was the was the plot and the narrative more than anything else. Um, I thought the gameplay wise was it was it was fine. It wasn't what I wanted out of Dead Space, like most Dead Space fans, but it was definitely like. A, a, a decent playthrough. Um, I, I'm personally not very excited for it. So, like, I don't think it, it, it's, it's a weird decision for, t- to me um, because usually they, they do things like this to gauge the interest in the franchise but we already know that Space is a franchise people want and EA already has come out and ruined not only the franchise, but the the, the development team, I made it by basically saying like you you're not selling five million copies, so that's not enough for us to keep doing this. So it's like to gauge to to make a to do a remake of a game that again is going to only garner uh, a a like a, a a smaller fan base like compared to like your FIFA franchise like. I think it's kind of pointless like to, but I don't know. That's just me.
0: I uh, pointless is not the word I would use. Unnecessary is the word that kind of comes to mind. And okay. I say this as a dead space two is possibly a top 10 game of all time for me. Like if it's not, it it would be pretty close to that top 10. I absolutely adore that game. Um, I've played through it probably a dozen times. I still enjoy that first game. Uh, but the second one is, is just more for me. Um, I like the the variety more, I like the enemy variety more, I just enjoy it more, but I still really enjoy that first game, and a a couple things that that come to mind, like, I find it strange that even with Dead Space 3 being what it is, in that it's a very well-made video game that just isn't, it it doesn't make a lot of sense in the context of of the genre and, and franchise that it, it exists of. It, it takes the story in a very unnecessary direction. That's kind of weird. It, it changes up the gameplay like for, for unnecessary reasons. And it reminds me a lot of like the Mass Effect 1 to 2. and that those games change drastically from a full-on RPG to a more action-based RPG. But I think it was for the better. Dead Space 3 didn't need to do that but for whatever reason they did it. But whatever, it's done, it happened. It's neither here or there. But when you when you think about Dead Space, like you can still boot up that original game and totally get it. Like it doesn't look amazing, but it doesn't look bad either. Especially if you can play it on PC where you can crank all those things up. You know, those games are much more forward looking and we're getting to that point in console space to where, you know, Microsoft's doing a lot of things with backwards compatibility for old Xbox games and three sixty games to boosting the resolutions and the frame rates and all that stuff, but this is not one of those. But if you have the game on PC and you boot it up, it looks really good. And so when I think of the reasons to remake a dead space game, it, it I don't I don't get it. The game is like the game is really not going to look that radically different, right? Like it can't. Like technology has come a long way, but so what? It's going to look at for, you know, we might get some ray traced lighting and we might get some some, you know, Atmos audio and 4K 60 frames, but it's still going to look like a Dead Space game. Whereas when you, you know, I think of some of the better remakes, you know, you get stuff like Demon Souls and Shadow of Colossus, and those games are full on remakes and they look drastically different because of the technology of the time and just how much better those teams have had but like you said visceral's gone and this is a new team this is not the dead space team remaking dead space in a vision that they that that they wanted or this isn't like doom 3 where doom 3 took you know it was 15 years later and technology had come such a long way that you know they it's not even the same type of game it's more of a horror shooter versus like an action shooter and while that game isn't great, it still stands on its own as very unique and different. I just find it very hard to believe that th- that this Dead Space remake is going to be radically different. And I don't understand why you don't just remaster the that. The, even, even though I don't love the third game, remaster that trilogy to gauge interest. Because like you said, it fe- th- this feels like a... If you want to reboot Dead Space, reboot Dead Space. Remaking it to me screams we're going to put some money into this to see if this IP still has any room while, cause you've got resident evil two and three, you know, they remade those games in a kind of similar way to sort of change the perspective with the technology and all that stuff. But those games are even older. And while those games work really well in the remake fashion, dead space, you're, I just don't see them making radical changes to it. So you're just going to get, no,
1: go ahead. Absolutely, absolutely not. You're right. I don't, that's, that's kind of my point. Like, I don't, the, the, like, the whole purpose of this is to see if people will buy dead space. And it's like, no, people, you, we already know people will buy dead space. And you know how many people would buy dead space. And they already know they're upset or not, not upset, but they're not satisfied with the amount of people that will buy dead space. So, like, I don't, I don't think, I personally don't think making better graphic, making better graphics, Dead Space is going to all of a sudden make it sell six million more copies, uh, unless unless it's just trying to capitalize on the current Resident Evil uh, revitalization. I mean, I don't. Like you're still going to get a niche audience for Dead Space, and they're not happy with that audience already. So, like to remake, I feel like they, they're just treading new. They're repeating the same mistakes. They're going to remake Dead Space. It's going to get Good interest. It's going to sell decently. All the fans are going to come back. Obviously, they're going to make this. They're going to make the second one, and then by the third time, it's going to be like, I think we can make another three million, like another three million dollars off this. Let's add in all this other other stuff and just screw it all, screw it, all screw it all up again.
0: Yeah,
1: that's where I see it happening. As
0: a Dead Space fan, I just don't. They're going to try to charge seventy bucks for this, right? Like this.
1: Oh, absolutely. I
0: just, even as a fan, the, the seventy dollars price tag, it, it has made me question a lot of my purchases. You know, it's, it, it's going to be tough for me to throw down that amount of money day one. Um, you know, and maybe they won't. Maybe they will realize that the this is a remaster, or not a remaster. This is a remake, but it's maybe it's not a full price game. Maybe it's sixty. You know, it's just. They're going to have to do – I need to be able to look at the trailers and, and look at the gameplay of this game and see, like, okay, like this is this is radically different in a good way. And I just don't see the technology being there for, for this to just be better. I just don't get it. It doesn't make a lot of sense as a fan. I hope it's great. Like, I really do because I, I absolutely love Dead Space. It is a marquee horror franchise for me, but I, it's just – like I think we both said, it just it, it's a very confusing tactic to not reboot it and, and remake it. Um, it. It's just it's very weird. So we'll see what happens. I see
1: technology but, there. I don't see the the vision there. Right. Like you know, like, I don't see the long term investment there. Like you're gonna really dig knee deep in a dead space all of a sudden just to get to a point where it being a horror game have a niche market and be like, well. You spent all this time, all this money. We want to make this as profitable as possible. So let's screw it up eventually. Like I, I don't, see, I don't see the whole point of the the exercise. But I I will play it. I mean, I like that first death Space. Yeah,
0: we'll see. I hope we're wrong and that it ends up being amazing. But that's kind of the initial feel of it. So all right, let's get out of here. Uh, you can find us for log. Nope. What's the what's the ad? Uh, I know this email address. Gpopfans gpop at gmail.com you can choose an email or text message at 574-651-9256 you can leave us a voicemail text message there whatever you want it comes right to us we'll read it we'll talk about it as we just did with mysterious texter uh thank you for that uh, always a good good thing to reach out and get a little feedback and uh know that people are listening so there you go but all right that's gonna do this episode of for the love nope for game pass or pass You you can. Nope. All right. I'm going to do this right. Okay.
1: All right. We're we're almost there. Almost there. Finish line is in sight.
0: That's going to do it for this episode of Game Pass or Pass. We will see you next time with Steep.